Murphy's Bedtime Stories. Murphy's. Okay, what? Mm, now it's best to go. Chapter 11, how it all turned poop. That, no, how it all turned out. Chapter 11, how it all turned into poop. Uh, how, no, it's how it all turned out. I think we're having trouble with the connection. No. Button. It sounds like you're saying how it all turned out. What? It sounds like you're saying how it all turned poop. But so there must be a problem with I'm that. I'm not. Yeah, it's how it all turned poop. Yeah, how it all... It still sounds like you're saying poop. But it's ha how it all turned out. It's weird. Um, it is how it all turned poop. Hmm, okay. It had been too long. All the chocolate had turned to dust or been eaten by sailors. Any other girl would have given up right there and sunk to her knees in despair on Mr. Gum's yuck carpet. But Polly wasn't any other girl. She was Polly. So into the dark depths of the chest she climbed. It was much larger than it had looked from the outside, and it smelt of old sea adventures and underwater business. She scrabbled around on the wooden floor, lost in the darkness, crying, hardly even remembering what she was looking for anymore. She had a horrible feeling she was tarrying, even though she didn't really know what that meant. She was wetting? She had a horrible feeling she was tarrying, because the little boy said not to tarry. What? The little boy had said not to tarry, and she had an awful fear feeling that she was tarrying. What's tarrying? She didn't know what it meant either. Uh, what? Like, like um, delaying. But I don't care, she sobbed. I'll tarry forever if that's what it takes to save Big Jake. And what's more, just then, Polly's hand closed on something small, hidden right at the very back. Slowly, her heart pumping like one of those things you use to blow up balloons? She brought it into the light. On her palm lay a single chocolate in the shape of a dolphin. The very last piece of Nathaniel Surname's treasure from that Tuesday long ago. Just once it seemed to wink at her. But it could have been a trick. What? Light. I said just once it seemed to wink at her. But it could have been a trick of the light rather than... A trick of the confectionery. He does look like when the giant version. You're our last hope, chocolate. Oh, your last hope, chocolate, said Polly, flobbing out of the chest as fast as she could. I just hope you're enough to save Big Jake. You have done well, child, said the little boy when she returned. Now let us see if the legends are true. Tremblingly, Polly held Jake's jaws open and tenderly stuffed the chocolate down his gob. Just as soon as it went, just as soon as it went into his tongue, it turned into a real dolphin, all silvery blue, and went sliding down his throat, doing whistling noises. For a moment, nothing happened. Then Jake's eyes flickered open and he uttered a little bark. It felt good, so he did another one, a little bit louder and stronger than the first. With that second bark, the day was saved, and the bad stuff was at an end. The angry fairy disappeared in a puff of blue smoke that smelt like bacon and eggs, and the sun came out and started doing its magic tricks again. Get it? Because he's only a fire frying pan. Oh, oh, okay, I get it. 
And the sun came out and started doing its magic tricks again. Even better ones than before with real cards with real cards this time. The moles bounced up and down with glee, and the butterflies punched their little fists into the air in triumph. Jake got up and did a victory lap around the garden to show he was back for good. Then he did a victory lick of Polly's face with his big pink doggy tongue until she was giggling like a werewolf. <laughs> you are no ordinary lad, said Friday, turning to the boy. Oh, you are no ordinary lad, said Friday, turning to the boy. Who are you really? I am the spirit of the rainbow, answered the boy, and it is my job to make the world glow with happy colors so that we can all live peacefully to get spirit yelled a woman's voice from next door your tea's ready sorry got to go or my mum will kill me said the spirit of the rainbow and off he ran for his tea well i'll tell you what the rest of the day was brilliant friday and polly marched into town on jake's broad back and all the animals danced capers about them and a squirrel puked up from all the excitement and everyone laughed Friday played a flute up one nostril and a trumpet up the other. And all the good people of Lamonic Bibber came out and cheered and waved flags and ate feasts. Jonathan Ripples ate an entire feast by himself and spent most of the next day in bed. On and on marched the joyful procession, getting bigger all the while and heading towards Mrs. Lovely's wonderful land of sweets. As soon as they were crossing the town square, Mrs. Lovely herself ran up to the great the heroes. Apart from the chicken liver hanging from one arm, the courageous woman was fully recovered from the wars against Billy William III. When he saw Mrs. Lovely, Friday's eyes went all shiny with admiration, and once again, and feelings uh, with admiration once again, and feelings swept over him like rocket ships. He got down on one knee in the middle of the town square, then he got down on two knees. Then he got down on <laughs> then he got then he got down on three knees, which hardly anyone else in the world can do. Mrs. Lovely, said Friday, through a megaphone so everyone could hear. You are the best. Do you fancy getting married? The crowd held its breath. A mole did a dramatic drum roll with a drum and a bread roll. Alright, said Mrs. Lovely. I wasn't doing anything this weekend anyway. The whole town erupted with the biggest cheer yet. The butterflies rained down like confetti, and Jake did a massive happy bark, as if he understood exactly what was going on. Actually, he was barking at a twig he'd just noticed. But there you go. He was only a dog after all. Well, that's that then, said Friday. Let's get into the feasting action. But Polly had a thought. Where's that old Mr. Gum got to? She said. He's probably off getting drunk with Billy William, guessed Friday, and he was right. That's exactly what those two were up to, hating the world. Do you think you'll ever be back, said Polly. Friday looked mysterious. Who can say what will be, little miss, he said. Tis unwise, tis unwise. Oh, tis unwise, tis unwise, said Mrs. Lovely. And Friday didn't even mind that she had stolen his line because he was crazy in love. And there is marrying to be done. And so life went on in the peaceful town of Lamonic Bibber, and everyone got on with their business. Friday married Mrs. Lovely, and they invited Polly over for Sunday roasts. And occasionally Friday did a few Sunday boasts because of that tiny boastful streak in him, good as he was. 
the rest of the time, but no one minded. Mr. Gum and Billy William weren't seen for quite a while, and Martin Laundriette apologized to Jonathan Ripples. Jake the dog played happily in the gardens all summer long, and nothing much ever happened, and the sun went down over the mountains. The end. <laughs>